genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're recovering the movie Clerks one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. Today we're covering Minute 19 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest air traffic controller minute ever. And we are joined from a goofy movie minute by Nathan. Hey, Chris and Jeff. So, uh, this is quite a crossover from uh, the goofy movie to Clerks. <laughs> a little bit of a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, a little different. It's black and white, you know. Yeah. I know, ours is old That's timey. the only difference. Yeah. Uh, well, I think... Uh, I remember you saying on your podcast, we heard a Goofy movie come out. It was around this time. It was 1995. Yeah, one year later. <laughs> the thing I remember the most about a Goofy movie is Paulie Shore. Is, is that Paulie Shore's voice? Sure is. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember about it is I started listening to your podcast, and I realized that I think I had seen the second one called A Very Goofy Movie. Extremely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I start listening, and I'm like, I, wait a minute, this is a matchup with the movie I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Only an extremely goofy movie is on Netflix. Yeah, so I had to go back and rewatch it. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, this, I, I felt like I was I was having a stroke. Like I was, I remembered a movie that wasn't the one the person was talking about. It'd be like if you were listening to if the Jaws minute existed and you had watched Orca instead. Yeah. Or I'm like, why why aren't they taking why isn't this taking place at a fast food restaurant during this movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, where, where's Elias at? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't they talking about Lord of the Rings? Classic characters. All right. So. The, this is minute 19. We're starting to get into the, the heart of it now. Uh, this starts with Dante talking about taste and ends with Winoski reading Dante to Riot Act. Yeah, this minute we're going to, we get our, we talked about when uh, we had the Truly's Gum Guy last, the last two weeks. That was our first crazy customer. And in this minute we're going to get our second one as soon as we kick Veronica out the door. But we, we definitely got to unpack the last little bit of Veronica here because he's been having a meltdown for what, the last three minutes, Chris? At least three minutes. Yeah, he can't. He can't quite come to grips with what's going on here. The first line of this minute is, uh, you know, every time I kiss you, I'm going to taste thirty six other guys. So that that sums up his meltdown pretty good. <laughs> yeah, what a really great palate. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't even know if I, does. I don't even know if I can taste like five different pizza toppings at the same time. I know. That- I would barely be able to tell if like. My wife or girlfriend kissed me, and I was like, I, like people are like, I can tell what she ate. I'd be like, I don't. Like, your breast smells? I don't know. Your breast smells good or bad? That, those are the two that I can tell. You think Dante's? <laughs> that's Willow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That smells like my brother. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. I would say he's just trying to be hurtful, but he just seems like he's really sad. <laughs> wait, I don't know if you talked about this already, but is Veronica wearing the puffy pirate shirt from Seinfeld? <laughs> And she also looks like she's wearing, like, a man's... It looks like a man's outfit. I don't know. It looks like something you'd buy at Goodwill. She's got shoulder pads, for sure. Honestly, oh. now that you said that, it does look like that. We didn't bring that up at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only thing I brought up was... I think I brought up the bow in her hair. Yeah. It looks like something, uh, like, a Belle would wear from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I do know when they were shooting this scene, because this scene actually faces the door. So, unlike all the other scenes, this had to be shot during the day. So they, it wasn't at night when they had access to the store. So outside the store, the owner of the store and one of the other guys is trying to keep customers away from coming in. <laughs> so and he was a good you, sport. Yeah. And then you'll notice when she goes to the door, she goes over to the door and puts her hands on it, but she doesn't open it. And then it's a reverse shot from the other way because it's a different time. All right. So before we get outside, does anybody have anything to say about Veronica inside? The last little five seconds with her and Dante. No. I want, 
I mean, yeah, she's done with him now. She has finally made the right decision and is extricating herself from this little fight. Yeah, she needs to get out. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's taking it pretty well, actually. She's still like, well, we'll talk later. Once you're more <laughs> calmed down and rational. Yeah, I mean, if she's dating Dante, she has to be used to this. Yeah, true. He must, I mean, he's got to have one of these meltdowns a week. He should use this temper in other places in his life, not not in this conversation. <laughs> like, when your boss calls you, like when your boss calls you and you don't want to go into work, maybe use yeah. it there. <laughs> or yes. when five or six people during the course of this movie are going to try to push him around and he just takes it. Yeah. yeah Dante is one of those people that can't really be angry, but he's always whining. And when he's angry, he just whines louder. But it's not, he doesn't actually have anger in his voice. He's like, ah. You know what it makes me think of? Another podcast I've been listening to. It reminds me a little of Anakin Skywalker oh, from uh, yeah. the, the oh, prequels, <laughs> where it's like they're trying to make him brooding and angry, but it just comes off whiny. I mean, I think they could, I think they could change roles. I think if they had been in the same, you know, time frame, I think Hayden Christensen could have played this role. Oh God! Like the whiny, bitchy clerk, and Dante could have been Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> and, and, and Anakin's like a little kid in this. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> now this is pod racing. Oh yeah, that's listen. Neither one of these movies is improved by what I just said. No, I think it would have stayed exactly the same. <laughs> Although I, I don't know if I could hear Hayden Christensen yelling out the line, trying not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. You're right. This one might have got a little worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which this is one of my favorite setup scenes because that's a great line. That's a great. It's the end of the argument line. Yeah. Like, he's trying to salvage the fact that he just got trounced in this argument. And then you see the guy look at him and smile and start walking after That guy's awesome. <laughs> he just starts so, walking after So, I'm going to give you a, you want me to go, I'm going to give you a deep dive on that guy. Oh, good. Alright, that guy's name is Mitch Cohen. He was the boyfriend of the makeup girl, whose name is Leslie Hope. Mitch Cohen was in another movie. It was about a superhero from New Jersey. Oh. Uh, was it the Toxic Avenger? It was the Toxic Avenger. Hey, I win! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, event, uh, superhero, movie, New Jersey. There's nobody but Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah. His credits, he has six acting credits. His first acting credit in the Toxic Avenger, as the Toxic Avenger, Mitchell Cohen. Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't know that. His next credit, 1994, Clerks, Leaning Against the Wall. Wow. <laughs> oh. Now, is he always the Toxic Avenger, or is it a different No, that's the only one he's in. He was in, um, in 2000, Citizen Toxie, Toxic Avenger 4, but he's just uh, another character. Okay. So he must have just been, like, there, and like, hey, you're the right height, you can be this guy. Yeah. So I'm guessing he's the third Cohen brother. (laughs) He's he's not spelled the right way. Uh, Okay. He's spelled more like a Cohen that might own, like, a bakery around here. Cohen? More more so than a Cohen. He's... Like Cohen with the H, not with the E. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that, that gets confusing. Bill Murray agreed to do the Garfield movies because he thought it was written by one of the Cohen brothers, but it was uh, Cohen. I did hear that story, and really? part of me thinks that's hilarious, and the other part of me is like, I think at some point Bill Murray realized he was doing a Garfield movie, <laughs> and was like, Yeah, yeah, I thought it was the Cohen brothers. Yeah, explain a tale of two kitties, Bill. <laughs> I assume a dump truck full of money was involved. Yeah, I'm sure. Where he was as big of a fan of Jennifer Love Hewitt as I was. Thankfully, my wife doesn't listen to these podcasts. His girlfriend's going to die because the Toxic Avenger just chased after her. In the script, it says there's two guys sitting out there. I guess somebody didn't show up to work that night. Oh, that's like half this movie is about people not showing up. That's like more intimidating, though, if two guys... It's a little weird if two guys start walking out there, yeah. A little little assault. (laughs) Yeah, 
one guy is like a hilarious joke. Uh, yeah, two would definitely look like, I think there's going to be some violence. <laughs> also, that guy had the right look of just like, he looked like a goofy, goofy guy that was out there just like hanging. Yeah. Like if you cast the wrong guy there, it's going to be a problem. He can't be weird. You just got to be funny about it. Go. He's just hanging out like Jay and Silent Bob. I guess that's what you think. You just look, you lean against the wall and you don't have a friend. You just stare out and don't talk. Unless he's waiting for Jay and Silent Bob. He's the third. <laughs> yeah, maybe they they wandered off. He's just holding their spot for them. Jay and Bob and Cohen. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Bob, and the Toxic Avenger. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, sure. Blunt Man Chronic and Toxie. All right, so at 18 seconds in, we finally get the title card for Randall. Yes. Which I would say is arguably most people's favorite character in the movie. I mean, I know everybody, a lot of people like, you know, they like Jay and Bob, they like this guy and this guy, but I think Randall, he definitely gets the lion's share of the funny lines. I was going to say, uh, Kevin Smith said that he wrote that part for himself because he had all the best lines, so. Yeah, and at some point he realized he couldn't write, direct, edit, and work in the video store, and still, be, and act in and that act. larger role. We get the title card for Randall, but, spoiler alert, we don't see Randall in this minute. I know. You get the, t- the title card, and then no Randall. That's why I didn't go into, like, who it was or anything. It's just, like, he's not even in this minute. It's great. But at least it's the first title card. I didn't have to look up and yeah. figure out what the hell it meant. I didn't get a Every quiz else. for this one. Yeah. So what do we think of the old man that shows up that's trying to return video? It's funny you say old man, because that's what I got him written down as old man. In the script, his name's Impatient Customer, just so you know. Did you see he's what his real name? Go ahead. He's kind of a cool old man. Like, he's got a leather jacket. He's like an old you know, Harrison Ford. I was, I was going to say, that old man seems like he would kick your ass. You know, I don't think I would mess with that old man. He's like a mechanic yeah, he does, or something. He, <laughs> yeah, he does like, yeah, he seems like one of those wiry old men who, like, worked with his hands yeah. for some reason. Like, just some part he was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you probably killed before. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> it's been 18 months in the bush and I could break your neck like a twig. You imagine if you killed people, yeah. how mad you would be just every day when you interact with the younger generation. Yeah, you're sitting there like, yeah, I, I was, you know, at whatever war you were in, like I was taking fire, I saw my buddies die, and now this 16-year-old behind the counter is giving me shit. Right, for a video. Yeah, they're like, life's boring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't imagine what it's like now. Like, if you were, if you had done, like, serious service time, you got to deal with, like, a millennial. Oh, God, yeah. Those like, oh, my happened, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my life was so hard. <laughs> Shut up. Pull your pants up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, especially now if you work in a convenience store, like, most of them, the customer's doing half the work now anyway. Oh, yeah. You go and get your own stuff. You put your card in. You punch your number in. And what do they do? They bag your stuff? They, they even have computer <laughs> screens now where you don't, they don't even take your order anymore. Like, the, the deli counters. Oh, man, this sounds like grumpy old men. <laughs> hey, back in my day! <laughs> Nobody's old enough to do back in my day. <laughs> Were you going to say that I see what that old man's name really was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so his name in the credits is Lee Bendick. Bendick, yes. <laughs> Here's the best part of that. That's not his name. If that's not his name either. His name's Stan Bernowski. <laughs> All right, so the guy's name's Stan Bernowski. But he didn't want his name in the credits. <laughs> On the commentary, somebody somebody asked Kevin, why didn't he want his name in the credits? And he's like, I don't know, because he was in Clerks. <laughs> but then Bendick, I'm like, oh, so he just made up a funny name? No, it was his wife's maiden name. Oh, okay. So that, that hurts. It says he was also in a better place in 1997. I hope that don't mean he died in 1997, right? Uh, maybe that was... It doesn't sound familiar like one of Kevin's movies, but no. maybe... Ke- he was a customer at the store. Right. That's how they knew him. He wasn't an actor. It says it was also in a better place in 1997 and shooting clerks in 2016. 
I mean, Shooting Clerks is right, one of their just, things. It's probably just a clip from this movie. Shooting Clerks is the movie about Kevin that the British, this British guys are doing. Yeah. He's in a better place. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. He's in a better place. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of tell he's not a real actor because of the pause he leaves before 11 o'clock. He's like, I thought this place opened at 11 o'clock. Like he's, he's, yeah. It was like the kind of pause that no one ever leaves when they're thinking, but only when yeah. they're trying to remember something. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them in this movie where there's some there's some pregnant pauses or sometimes where the camera cuts away. Okay. That's why talking about to Truly's Gum Guy was there, Scott Schiatho. They didn't have to do that. You could tell that he was a qualified actor. Like that guy's just pounding out his lines. And then you get someone like him, and there's a couple other people later, you can tell that it's hey, you know, do your best and we'll cut around you. <laughs> but he has gravitas, by the way. But he seems like a real grumpy old man who's pissed off about his VHS. Yeah. yeah. The best part of it is, if you look at the screen, when you're looking at Dante and him, there's already a stack of VHSs sitting on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're the ones he actually pushes at Randall with the, with the, with the keys in the, in the next minute. So apparently some other customers already came in. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> People are returning yeah. them to the store. That's what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, when Os- when has got, like, one in his hand, but then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven already sitting on the desk. Are they seven people that came in and said, that piece of crap over there still isn't over there yet? Well, here's what I'm wondering. If you were just returning the movie, I guess you don't care. You're like, whatever. You just drop it off. But like say, like him, if you wanted a movie, uh, looks like you're out of luck. I love, I'd i like to get paid to sit on my ass and watch movies all day. <laughs> yeah. Would oh, well, who would? Would you guys? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> would you rather work at a video store or a convenience store? Oh, video store. Video store, definitely. Right? Cause you don't have to be there till 11 or 11.30. <laughs> Right. Depending on how, how and, like, and a convenience store, like depending on how busy it is, A, you might have to bust your ass, and B, I feel like you catch so much more grief in a convenience store. You definitely get more wackos coming in, though, and asking questions and stuff. I don't know. I bet movies you get some nuts, too, though. Yeah, but I mean, they had a, I saw they have a, a New Jersey lottery sticker up there, which means they got a lottery machine. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a pain in the ass. You're going to have those weird scratch-off people in there that buy like $200 worth of it and just sit there and scratch off inside the store. I did look up what RST Video stands for. You want to hear that? Want me to butcher these people's names? Hold on. Is it the initials for the Indian people that were in the place? Yes! (laughs) Rajiv, Sarla, and Tarlochin. Those are the first names of the son, mother, and father team who owned and still own the video store in Quick Stop. Now, I don't know how old this post is because I'm sure the video store store is gone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you guys ever go there before it closed? I drove by the quick stop when it was still open, but I was not in the one in control of the vehicle, so it was like, no, we're not stopping. <laughs> it was enough for me to be like, can we just go out of our way to go there? I mean, I went to their the comic book store before they moved it, before it was in Red Bank, before it was on, where the hell is it now? 35 East Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it was still on Monmouth Street, I went to the old comic book store. Cool. That was when, uh, he wasn't there that day, but I think Jay still worked there then. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Well, yeah. because when he worked there, he really wasn't there anyway, apparently. Yeah, he wasn't there. He had a, he had a little bit of a drug problem. <laughs> so he, was, he wasn't there that often. Yeah, but I, we were talking about this with, uh, cause they have comic book Ben on now with the guys that work in the store. It might be the only show on TV where you can watch the guys on TV doing something and then go to the store and those guys are there doing the exact same thing. <laughs> like Pawn Stars. But it's not even like Pawn Stars because those guys don't do that anymore. Like, if you go into the Pawn Stars, that store, that guy's not there. It's other people, I heard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got cardboard cutouts of them near the counter, though, I heard. Yeah. Like, those <laughs> guys aren't actually in the store anymore. If you go to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash, like, Walt will walk, work behind the counter. 
I think Walt's going to be there forever. He likes it there. Yeah. <laughs> he manages the store. He's there. So he says he was resting his eyes. And then, like, it's like, what, what the hell's that resting his eyes? And then he makes a joke about being an air traffic controller, which I don't quite get. Because he's like, is he an air traffic controller? Doesn't really make sense. So I decided to look up whether or not air traffic controllers rest their eyes on skybrary.arrow. And it said that it's an obvious outward indication of fatigue and that the signs of visual fatigue are heavy eyelids, pain, irritation, or burning sensations in one or both eyes, watering eyes, difficulty in focus, or double vision, reddening of the eyes, or headaches. So uh, they don't close their eyes. I, I feel like that would be a terrible thing for an air traffic yeah. controller to do. It feels like they need to rest their eyes, but they don't. They go home. <laughs> well, they do. The way like, they work air traffic controllers is, like, if you've ever seen a movie where it's air traffic controllers, you see the people sit in front of the screen. There's normally other people that are standing up, walking around, that are, like, kind of like the supervisors for, like, a group that are keeping overall control, but they're also watching the individuals to be like, is everybody watching? Is everybody alert? That way, you technically have, you only have one eye on the screen, but you have another person watching that person. Wow. That, to make sure that that's a worse job than the, than the air traffic controller. The guy who watches the air traffic controller? But I mean, that guy is also an air traffic controller. It's okay. like, he, he still does it too. Like, those are the guys that'll like sub in too. Like, hey, this person's gotta step away from it. Someone's, I mean, you can't leave. There's gotta be someone watching the screen. Yeah, but that, I mean, they have, I don't know, I think they have one of the highest suicide rates, and I know they have like one of the highest burnout rates. I'm just like, what a crappy job. Can you imagine being like an air traffic controller, like up here where we live, Chris? Yeah. Like up by like, go up by like Newark where there's like four major airports. Yeah, where they're just flying in constantly. <laughs> I don't want to drive up there, let alone go where there's planes. No. Next thing you know, some guy's landing in the river. Crazy. <laughs> Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is landing in the river? Yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Listen, if Tom Hanks was my pilot, I would fly anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because he does everything right, Tom Hanks, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I I think one of the things that really helps me about this scene that really brings it home for me with Wynarski is when he gives him the whole speech about resting his eyes, and then he's he goes, "Are you calling me a liar?" I mean, I've been in the situation where like you make a smart ass remark and now the other person jumps on you. You brought it on yourself, but now you're pissed too. You're like, "Oh God, what yeah. did I do? Why did I engage with this guy?" Because this guy just wants to play with somebody. That's what he wants. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't yeah, he, sleeping. He, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't sleeping. It's like, why Why would he even say that? I'm pretty sure he probably was sleeping. I'm sure he's gone over there a billion yeah. times. Yeah, he knows him well enough to know that he was sleeping. Yeah, he was sleeping. I mean, at least the store wasn't closed. That's about the only thing he can say. Yeah, at least it was open at the time. It's really weird that for all of Dante's disrespecting of the customers, how much he kind of respects the establishment of the quick stop and defends it and goes there when he's not supposed to be working. It's, yeah. it's really, uh, I don't know. I think Marx would have some things to say about this relationship. He also, he's given this guy all kinds of hell. Ignoring him, he's treating him like garbage. And not a couple minutes from now, maybe ten minutes from now, he'll scream at Randall about the exact same thing. Right. About how he can't treat the customers that way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess he, he's allowed to be ambivalent towards the customers and like a little edgy towards them. But I guess, I mean, Randall's worse. Randall's openly hostile to the customers, <laughs> which I guess is a little different. It's like he knows where the line is. I worked at a hotel once, and, and I would watch Netflix when there was no one there. I was at the front desk. But but uh, there's, like, that art to it. And I, this new worker started, and I told him, yeah, you can watch Netflix here. And he just, like, put the laptop right up on the counter, and everyone could see it. Ugh. He wouldn't put it away. When, and we got our laptop privileges taken away because of that. It's like, you, you got you to gotta watch that line. Right. You can't just throw it on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, come on, buddy. You got to help me out here. Meet me halfway. 
Alright, so I don't think I have anything else for this minute. All I have is the video that he has in his hand, the old man. It's supposed to be a copy of Paradise Lost, but I don't know what that is. Um, uh, by Milton? It says it should be a copy of Paradise Lost. Was that a movie? Listen, listen, I should get like a hundred points. I pulled Milton out on that one, alright? Well, yeah, and I don't even know what that is. Great. Hey, got me looking Paradise Lost up. Yes. <laughs> you can tell that Kevin Smith really fancied himself uh, intellectual at this time, with the way he names his characters yes. and the, the title cards, like you guys talked about, and then what's supposed to be on the bookshelf in the beginning and stuff like well, that. Well, he's if you've ever heard, if you've ever listened to his podcast, this podcast, he plays. Remember the audio recording, Chris? He played from when he was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, what was he like? He's like fourteen years old. <laughs> And he just sounds like such emo. a douchebag. Emo oh, he's, he's emo cat. He's <laughs> yes. just like, I'm sitting out here at Ponder Rock. <laughs> and he's just like, he's laughing at himself. He's, and he's using any place he could use a small word, he uses a large word that he doesn't need. It was a good three episodes of him and Scott Moser just busting the balls of that kid that was talking. And it was okay. good. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Paradise Lost is an epic poem in blank verse by 17th century English poet John Milton. So, how is that a video? It says video is supposed to be a copy of Paradise Lost. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't know, man. <laughs> but it's kind of like reality bites where they're like, even though we're working this job and you don't like us and we don't like you, we're really geniuses. We're going to get out of here someday <laughs> make make art. But I think Kevin thought he was a genius. I don't think that he makes his I don't think he makes his characters like that. No. Dante doesn't I mean, seem like he has any ambition at all. So. Yeah, that's true. He's like this. This I mean, character is just me, except without any of my genius. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Paradise Lost movies that I find are all post nineteen ninety four, and they're all about child murders at Robin Hood Hills. So I don't, I don't think that's what oh, okay. talking about. I think he no, just wanted to put Paradise not. Lost in there, like it was um, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, where you see he has Paradise Lost as one of his books, and like um, you know Moby Dick and all oh, like okay. all the stuff everyone pretends they've read and they haven't. Probably about the Garden of Eden, right? Just from the name. Uh, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, I knew the guy's name. That was as far as I could go. As long as you got that far, you got further. You've on. reached the end of my Paradise Lost knowledge. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. So, uh, if you want to hear more of this uh, charming conversation, come over to Facebook, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Also, check out the Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop, where we have some discussions about whatever's going on. I don't remember what we discussed last week, but I'm sure it was fascinating stuff. Also, go over to iTunes, give us a five star review. And while you're there, check out uh, a Goofy movie and give it a five-star review, too. Oh, Goofy movie that'd minute. That'd be great. Uh, let's forget the minutes at the end. <laughs> uh, is there anywhere else they can find you than iTunes? On Instagram, a Goofy movie minute, or you can just Google it on Facebook. And little, all the stuff will come up, you know, Stitcher and whatnot. All right. Uh, I don't know anything else. Chris, last chance? I have nothing. I'm not even right. supposed to be here today. Just so bad to be in a street.